Hello again. He's the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck. I am Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans, and we have finally reached the end of the season. It is week 18 in fantasy, and, well, if you've got a game this week, why? Just why? That's all <laughs> we have to ask is why. Yeah. You know, um, although I will say there are some leagues who do two-week championship finals. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is when you include this last week of the season, you're really taking a chance. Now, if you have won a championship, you got there because you had certain guys, guys we recognize as fantasy gold, guys we recognize as top performers, guys who more than likely are sitting the bench if this game means nothing on Sunday. And you're sitting there going, I got to play a game here. That I mean, if you, if you want to know a reason why most fantasy seasons end after week 17, that's the reason. Yeah. Actually, we could play. It wasn't Andy Reid was the one who pulled his players with the Eagles back yes. in the early 2000s. Yeah. That's what started this whole thing to go. And, and, and again, the longer season, I mean, back then it was a 16, uh, it was a 16 game season, 16 week season, um, a 16 game season, 17 weeks, I should say. And that was one of the reasons he did it was to have his players fresh in the playoffs, but it can backfire on you too. So first off, uh, Mike, before we continue on this, uh, by the way, happy new year to you. Uh, happy you know, new year. Again, yes. It's, uh, it's now 2024. Um, first off your thoughts on week 17. Well, I mean, I think what we're seeing here is the teams, like you mentioned, the teams that are now in the playoffs are going to rest their starters. And, you know, you got no Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's dealing with a minor injury, and we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. But, uh, you know, you know, the big teams who are already in, Baltimore, they're going to rest their starters. Uh, San, of course, San Francisco. Now, teams who are still playing for uh, uh jockeying for position or maybe even playing for a divisional crown and you know you you talk about how week 18 not very good in fantasy if you have a championship but let's kind of do that flip around spin here and and take it from the perspective of you know and we're going to talk about this with import exports you really do want to look at players if you are playing this week you really do want to look at players who are playing for something and their team is playing for something, you know, uh, th those are the players that you want to start and you want to have on your roster. Now, of course, I mean, again, you know, we've been saying it for years about how, you know, the fantasy season really ends at week number 17 back, back then it used to be week 16, as you mentioned, uh, 17 game season or 17 season with a bye week But now, now, now with, with the NFL adding a game, it's now week 18, but, you know, I think that that's big factors that are really something that you should definitely consider. Now, from the NFL's perspective, uh, you know, I mean, I, I really see some teams really coming on strong at the right time. And we'll talk about this, too, when we talk about our uh, NFC predictions here and AFC predictions. But, uh, you know, Detroit team that's fl flown under the radar a bit now, you know, you could say they got screwed in a big way in that Dallas game last week with the officials. But, uh, and I, I know that's a big, big thing with the NFL right now with the call, uh, you know, that, that, you know, trip, I, I don't, I don't agree with that call one bit. What do you think? Listen, it's the Dallas Cowboys and yeah. I am an ardent fan of the New York football giants. 
anytime. Listen, best days for me when the Eagles and when the Dallas Cowboys lose. I don't care who <laughs> beats them. I don't care how. Yeah. They lose, I'm happy. I'm happy. I was watching that game. Listen, I get it. I understand why Detroit is upset. The referee, I think, again, you don't want to sit there and say, hey, I'm the guy who, who's the eligible receiver. You want yeah. to give Dallas something to think about. But the fact that I, I think Rex Ryan was so passionate Sunday on the ESPN, uh, on ESPN's NFL countdown, he was so passionate, but he was right. He was absolutely right. This is another situation. The NFL has blown a call. The officials have blown a call. And, oh, this is the crew that's going to do the early game on Saturday on national TV. Let's put them under the microscope again and see if they make <laughs> another mistake. But truthfully, <laughs> the the other part of this, and you're, you're talking about, I mean, Detroit yeah. has been a wonderful story this year. Great story yeah. this year. That could really hurt them. But lo and behold, listen, the Dallas Cowboys have a chance to win the NFC East. And the reason is because the Philadelphia Eagles are giving it to them. And the irony here is that I think Philadelphia, they have not exactly said what they're going to do, but I got a funny feeling a lot of their players are going to come out of that game simply because of the fact I think Philadelphia realizes they're going to have an uphill struggle unless Washington plays so far over their heads that their noses bleed. I mean, there is no way Washington wins that game. And that's Ron. This is going to be Ron Rivera's swan song. I really think it will be. Washington going to move on. Are the commanders going to come out and play tough? Are they going to beat Dallas? Dallas has everything to play for. And the Eagles, I, I think, I and I said this to you maybe, I mean, it was a month ago, and I, you can please back me up on this, but I said, I like the Giants' chances of beating the Eagles one out of the two times, because they play three times twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, I think Giants could win this game. I think the Giants could win this game. I'm not saying that needs nothing to the Eagles. The Eagles just are not playing well. And now, again, I could be wrong. The Eagles come out and they spank the Giants again, and we are reminded that the Giants suck. But that's beside the point. Uh, if you want to talk about suckage, let's talk about the New York Jets. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. going to throw a drink on you just for that. Oh, yeah. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> if you got $300,000, you could just throw away, right? <laughs> but, but I just, that, that's, I, I think that's the, uh, I, I think that is, of, of the weekend, let's face it, the Dallas, the ending of the Dallas-Detroit game was ridiculous. That was yeah. even more ridiculous. And the fact that there's a video of it. I mean, yeah. come on, man. I mean, geez, that's just, uh, that's awful. That's awful. But what are you going to do? I mean, it's Marge shot. You know, it's Marge. Remember she owned the, this is not any reds. No, no, that's right. You weren't alive then, were you? No, no. Oh my God. Marge, Marge shot was such a bozo. I, I Now I'm sure you read about this. Um, I forget the umpire's name collapsed and died on the field and she wanted him to play the game he collapsed and died on the field heart attack collapsed on the field and she's why are we stopping the game why don't we play it was on opening day too oh my god she was vilified for that 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 that's that's stupid owner tricks all right we digress a little bit yeah we're here to talk fantasy football uh mike i'll let you start uh week 18 imports this is, again, if you are playing this week, 
probably got here with a guy who's sitting on your bench. Mike, who you got yeah. for us for imports? Well, I'm going to start with Chicago running back Khalil Herbert. In two consecutive games, Donta Foreman has been a healthy scratch. And while Herbert has produced at least 19 fantasy points in two consecutive games, he also had 20 or more touches in those games. Herbert is a great flex option against Green Bay and Foreman. If for, let's just say if Foreman does not play, he is a great option with a win over Chicago. Green Bay can make the playoffs, but look for Chicago to play this one competitive. Keeping with the running backs and teams playing for something, we go to New Orleans and Jamal Williams. Last week, Alvin Kamara left the game in the first quarter due to an ankle injury, and Williams did fill the void there, finishing with 23 touches and 71 yards. In terms of fantasy uh, points per game, Atlanta's defense gives up the fifth most to running backs. NFC South is up for grabs, and if New Orleans beats Atlanta and Tampa Bay loses to Carolina, the Saints win the division. So you want to oh, talk about teams? Oh, when the Saints come marching in. Yeah. Oh, when the Saints, <laughs> when the Saints come, Saints come marching in. in. Yeah, that's right. And uh, <laughs> so that that's, you know, talk about teams looking to play for something. The NFC South is up for grabs. So there's a player you want. All right, quarterback Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis. The N- the the Well, we go from the NFC South to the AFC South, and that truly is up for grabs as well. He's been on our import export list a few times this season. And while he didn't have his best game last week, after an early lead, the Colts uh, leaning more on their running game, Minshew will face the Texans defense in week 18. That gives up the ninth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. The winner of this game, as I mentioned, takes the AFC South. A lot to play for here. Minshew has averaged about 15 to 18 points in the last six games. So I would be healthy bet to say that it's going to average around that mark as well. Finally, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson from the Los Angeles Rams. Now we talk about teams playing for something. The Rams are not, they already clinched a playoff spot. So they have nothing to worry about here, but I definitely see some opportunity because the Rams could rest Cooper cup and Puka Nakua that opens up the door for Robinson to see additional targets. He's had five straight games of scoring at least 13 fantasy points a game with over 20 points. 49ers defense allows the 14th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So even more so, Robinson can get a little extra playing time. Niners have nothing to play for. They've already locked up the number one seed. Their defense will rest. It could be a good day for the Rams offense. All right, imports on my side. First off, uh, you know, it's hard to believe at this point of the season, he's still available in over 90% of the leagues. But how about wide receiver Greg Dortch? He had himself a game week 17, and he's got a solid matchup against the Seahawks, easily the most reliable wide receiver that is available. And if you need a wide receiver this week, this is the guy to get him. Dorch is the guy from Arizona. And that's not often we've talked about Arizona this year because Arizona, let's face it, has been El Stinko. All right, moving on. Uh, Looking for a tight end. I got a name for you, Charlie Polar. Now, you may say to yourself, huh? Yeah, he plays with Baltimore. Now, chances are no one has him in your league because I see a zero next to his name on my cheat sheet here. Now, you may say to yourself, well, why would I get him? Well, remember, Lamar Jackson sitting out in this game. Uh, Steelers giving up 17.5 fantasy points per game to tight ends in the last five weeks. This guy's going to get a lot of playing time this week as the uh, Ravens try to rest up 
before the playoffs. So he's a guy you want to pick up if you're looking for a tight end, if you need a tight end. And speaking of other uh, players, hey, listen, I got a, I got a, I got a, a golden oldie for you here, Melvin Gordon. Remember him? Melvin Remember Gordon. him, Mike? Melvin yep. Gordon. Uh, Gordon plays with Baltimore. Chance he's going to get a lot of touches this week. Uh, good matchup against the Steelers. Again, Baltimore is nothing to play for. Nothing wrong with picking him up. Now I'm going to flip over to my buddies, the New York football giants, because again, here's a quarterback that, you know, available in 95% of the leagues, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor last week had a great week. He did, and they almost pulled the upset against the Los Angeles Rams. They're playing an Eagles team that is reeling right now. And don't be surprised if the Giants win this game. I, I certainly won't be surprised because I think he's going to be the guy. Now, you, you want to look at somebody else. You want to look at, 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 at somebody who, again, you, you may not have, uh, have heard of him. I'm going to pull him off. My buddy, the fantasy guru, John Hansen, tipped me off on him. Bo Melton from the Green Bay Packers. And you may say, huh? Well, listen, he has gotten 15 targets, 10 receptions, 150 yards the last two weeks. He's made some plays for Jordan Love. So I got a funny feeling he may be very viable here in the future as a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Those are my imports this week. Exports, really, uh, you got nothing. Because if you're exporting people uh, in, in the last week, you're going to play in a championship week in a redraft league. Uh, really, why? I mean, there, there's no reason. And I thought, you, Mike, you had a great line last week. And I got to give you credit for this one. Well, again, that's why you're the Hall of Famer. If you're letting players go at this point, you don't need, you, you're going to open roster spots, fill yeah. them up with somebody. But you're letting people go. Who cares? And if they're injured, who cares? Because it's a redraft league. You do not care. All right. Uh, we talk about the season and the season that we have had. Uh, every year we talk about fantasy gold and fantasy mold. Obviously, I think it's easy to figure out. Who's your fantasy gold, Mike? All right. I'll start it with Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott. Now, I always make the joke. Remind me why I'm drafting a Dallas player, <laughs> really. But uh, this year, my draft pick was Tony Pollard. And boy, did I get that one wrong. Uh, some question marks are always surrounding uh, the Dallas Cowboys. But Dak Prescott, he uh, he performed very well after throwing 15 interceptions in 12 games last season. Prescott posted 34 total touchdowns and threw just eight picks in 2023. So talk about a turnaround there. He also finished the season fourth in points among quarterbacks. And uh, that only trails Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. He's my comeback player of the year behind DeMar Hamlin, who we all know is the true comeback player of the year because he just about practically died for less than 10 minutes on the field. Uh, and then regain consciousness. So, you know, if you want to give a comeback player of the year, that would be DeMar Hamlin, okay? But uh, Dak Prescott, in terms of fantasy football and, and the stats, definitely comeback player of the year. All right, San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey, the highest-scoring fantasy player regardless of position. Hey, how about this one? 391 PPR points, over 2,000 yards from scrimmage, and recorded 20-plus points in 12 of 16 games and until he can perform at that level um 
and and you know he can't perform anymore at that level guess what all day every day it has to be christian mccaffrey please remind me why we went with justin jefferson over mccaffrey i really don't know but you know mccaffrey yeah i i, I know why i know why i know why injuries that's why i was just we gonna say McCaffrey. that to you injuries yep, that's right because of definitely the the uncertainty of injuries but hey when he's healthy, he is a stud on the field, and he got the job done. A Los Angeles Rams running back, Kyron Williams. More fantasy gold for you. A guy who didn't even start as the Rams day one. Certainly became the starter after the benching of Cam Akers, though. Sean McVay's decision to, to play him over Royce Freeman. Over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, including his career. Three touchdowns last week. Best performance. I said go pick him up in week two after Cam Akers, that benching move. Well, yep, he got better and better after that. So uh, nice move. Anybody who picked up. Yeah, that's right. I think our buddy Bob picked up Kyron Williams, too, in the Sultans League. He's probably, Obviously, he's listening to me, and uh, I should have picked him up, but Bob. Well, Bob no, no, we, we, I think we were both on. I think you're right about week two. We were both on him, and I grabbed him in every other league, and 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 I won a championship with him. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. Just That's right. Phenomenal. And then, my, yep. And I'll tell you who else was phenomenal. Miami wide receiver Tyreek Hill. The Cheetah had over 100 receptions, 1,700 yards in 15 games. He'll leave us one game to an ankle injury. While he will not get to the 2,000 yard mark, he definitely surpassed expectations as a true wide receiver, number one, and an ADP in round two. I mean, let's face it, Miami's success revolves around Tua. When Tua's healthy, they are going. But when Tua is not, mm, right. So uh, Tyreek Hill definitely getting the job done this year, in fact, because of Tua. But I'm going to – the thing is, Tua stayed healthy, reasonably healthy. I I don't think he missed a game this year. No. And and we never found out Mike White is the backup. Yeah. And I think Mike White probably, again, given the fact he's been with Miami, it wasn't somebody they picked up – during the season, Mike White was there the entire time. And one of the reasons they got him is they wanted to improve the backup quarterback situation. Now, I'm hoping it doesn't come to pass, but you are right. Tua has had a phenomenal year in that. But again, you talked about Christian McCaffrey. Health of Tua was something else we were kind of concerned about. And that's, I think, yeah. one of the reasons why we kind of avoided Tua. But I got to tell you, man, if you get a chance to watch Hard Knocks, oh, it, it's uh, Mike. Mike McDaniel is such an engaging guy, but Tua is also very engaging, uh, very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable watch, the in-season hard knocks. And, you know, again, it's the first time they've done an in-season hard knocks that a team's actually made the playoffs. So I think that's that's the miracle upon miracles because they were 0 for 2 up to this point, uh, including the implosion of Arizona last year and the, and the, the implosion of Indianapolis two years ago. Sorry, I didn't even cut you off. Oh, no, and that's my fantasy goal. Let's go to yours. Oh, that's your goal? That's your goal? Yep, okay. That's it. All right. Um, uh, Gold-wise, uh, I got to go with guys I had on my team, first off, uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, we talked about Dallas, but C.D. Lamb was a guy who we – I got in one league, and I certainly was not unhappy with him. He had a great thing. In fact, in the championship uh, week, he balled out for me, 40 points. It was awesome. So C.D. Lamb, I think I'm going to put him on my fantasy goal for this year. Um, Another guy I'm going to throw in there is Lamar Jackson, quarterback. And Lamar Jackson was another player that we were kind of, we thought he would be in 
the the upper echelon of quarterbacks. But Lamar Jackson really took a step up. This Baltimore Ravens team has been great, and they've under, they've they've overcome some key injuries. Biggest injury was Mark Andrews going down. That we thought they were going to take a step back. They have not. Isaiah likely has filled in, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And Lamar Jackson has been phenomenal. I got to give him fantasy gold this year. Another guy I want to give fantasy gold to, and we talked about Tua, and, and, and you're absolutely right, but I want to show some quarterback love. Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Here's a guy, and 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 again, I'm gonna bet you, and I'd have to go back and look, Brock Purdy was was drafted either late by some people or not taken at all but very quickly snapped up as a backup quarterback brock purdy has certainly done a great job fantasy gold for me this year of course i didn't have him on any of my teams and and how can i not forget and this is a guy who is probably going to make my top five when we do our our, our fantasy 2024 top five or, or top draftees Amon Ross St. Brown has been phenomenal for Detroit. Again, he was a guy who I targeted a couple of years ago, and he's like, hey, it's going to be pretty good. And I remember watching him on Hard Knocks, and I said, this guy's going to be really good. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Boy, has he played really well. If you drafted him, you made out very, very well. Now, that's my fantasy goal. Now, the flip side is fantasy mold. These the guys who did not work out too well. I'm gonna let. <laughs> I got a lot I'm of gonna, problems I, with I, you people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, we did fantasy grievances yeah. two weeks ago. That's right, <laughs> but 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 we can have the hangover, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who you got right, for I'll fantasy? I'll start it with Austin Eckler. From the Los Angeles Chargers. Eckler was considered the running back off the board behind Christian McCaffrey. And uh, he finished 19th best, 24 total in fantasy points. Really, what happened to the Chargers? I mean, did a lightning bolt come down from their logo and strike the team? Because, man, oh, man, they struggled. The Chargers unit as a whole. And, of course, that led to the uh, firing of Brandon Staley. Justin Herbert didn't help by getting a little bit injured later in the season but the uh, chargers just just uh not 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 well at all not well at all all right let's continue with the running backs i'm going to go to ramondre stevenson in new england i mean new england just had an awful season overall i mean and you know nothing that you would expect from bill belichick through 12 games of the season, Stevenson had 619 yards and four touchdowns on 156 carries. Surprisingly, Ezekiel Elliott, who came in from Dallas, had 100 less yards than Stevenson. So it goes to show you that everybody thought it was going to be Stevenson. And then when Elliott came in, uh, it turned out to be a committee at running back. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, surprising there. Uh, and of course, season ended when uh, he had a uh, high ankle sprain in week number 13, shut down for the rest of the season. All right, let's go to Green Bay wide receiver Christian Watson. He missed seven Who? games due to an injury, Who? including four most recently with Who? a hamstring injury. Oh, Who? boy. Oh, boy. Justin Je uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, we can similar with the Christian Watson situation, missing games with hamstring injury. Um, I'll tell you what, 422 yards on the season, five total touchdowns, only two games. Uh with uh, 15 plus fantasy points, five games of 10 or more, not a good performance by Christian Watson at all this season. 
Let's move to Tennessee, uh, Chig Oquanico. Now, here's a guy that, I mean, I definitely had him on my list uh, in the, in August as a tight end and, and a sleeper pick that really never worked out. I mean, I had Travis Kelsey drafted him in one of the leagues. I was at a backup tight end, Chig Oquanico. Obviously, Kelsey played. But in, in another league, I just went with Aquanico, and this was a terrible move on my part. I mean, you know, sometimes you you not necessarily overthink things, but you think that these players are going to live up to the expectations, and they certainly do not. And Chig Aquanico was one of them that just did not work out. But you know what? I think the whole thing relied on the Ryan Tannehill situation. Of course, Tennessee, they just struggled all season long, and uh, they did not get the job done at all. All right, quarterback Justin Fields of Chicago. Are you trending a theme here, Trip? I mean, I, I think you're I think you're noticing something going on here. I'm talking more about mold than gold here this season because these players just uh did not perform. Uh 12 games, threw for over 2,400 yards, 16 touchdowns with DJ Moore coming over from Carolina. We thought this tandem was gonna light up the scoreboards early and often, and they dazzled at times, but then they fizzled during others. They certainly did not get the job done, in my opinion. Fields had some great games, don't get me wrong. But this is a team that uh, mightily struggled at times this season. And uh, I'll tell you what, they have some big, big decisions to do in the offseason. Thanks to Carolina gifting them the number one overall pick again. Will it be Caleb Williams for Chicago? Or will they pass on another quarterback? You know, they passed on Bryce Young. Well, in the short term, that may have been a good decision, being Bryce Young is struggling. We don't know about the future. The jury is still out on that. But I will tell you this, Caleb Williams, you know, he has a lot of promise as well. We'll see what the Chicago decides to do, whether or not they decide to keep fields or they go with a quarterback. If I were if I were them, I think I would probably want to go by way of a quarterback. All right, let's talk about the New York Jets offense as a whole. They were mauled. Of course, Garrett Wilson, uh, he had an ADP of around 18 to 20. Brees Hall going in the fourth round as a RB17. High expectations, of course, came in with Rodgers. But then after the injury in the first game with Rodgers, it all went downhill. So uh, certainly that was a big factor in the New York Jets offense. Brees Hall was good here and there. We questioned him because of the ACL. How healthy would he be? How would he return to the lineup? He did pretty well, but there were times that the Jets offense struggled as a whole, and I would put them on the mode list. Finally, I'm going to do one more, and Chip, you're going to like this one. Owner David Tepper from the ah! Carolina Panthers. That's right. <laughs> Very successful businessman from a business perspective. Everything he touches turns to gold. But guess what? From a football perspective in the last six years, everything he touches turns to crap. Because it has not been good in Carolina. Uh, of course, now they drafted Bryce Young. And the growing pains were to be expected in Carolina as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to do that well. They kind of compared him to C.J. Stroud. We'll see who does better. Well, C.J. Stroud clearly did better than Bryce Young this season by far. Bryce Young struggled mightily. And, of course, it didn't end well because, uh, you know, we talked about the year wrapping up with Tepper throwing drinks on uh, Jaguars fans. So uh, Tepper certainly has some big decisions to make in the offseason and the first thing he's got to start with is find a coach who is uh not going to throw a screen pass on a fourth and five please thank you <laughs> all right uh my fantasy mole first of all 
all of, we were talking and we said, ah, Deshaun Watson, this is the year he comes out. This is the year he's going to be great for Cleveland. And uh, he was yeah. terrible. And, yeah. and of course, Cleveland, uh, a surprise, a surprise, uh, they're going to have their fifth starting quarterback of the year, but they they have certainly surprised this year. But Deshaun Watson has not lived up to the contract he's played. Definitely fantasy mold. And I question going forward, you know, do you think he's going to approach the levels he had with the Houston Texans? All right, another guy who we were really high on in the offseason and fizzled mightily this year, uh, Deontay Johnston of Pittsburgh. You know, mm -hmm. we thought this was good. He was, he was a great wide receiver. And we thought, oh, Kenny Pickett's going to be great. Yeah, uh, this Pittsburgh offense has been terrible. Yep. awful and also on the fantasy mold list for me any wide receiver in kansas city other than travis kelsey and that wide receiving core has been awful it's one of the reasons why kansas city not a favored pick this year mikey we're running out a little bit of time we're on a little time crunch here okay but okay. as we normally do we pick who we think we're going to see in the championship games okay on the AFC side, I'm going to go. The number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. I think that everything's lined up for them. I, I Again, there's a history of disappointment here. I think Baltimore gets there. And I'm going to go with their uh, division rivals, Cleveland Browns in Whoa. the AFC. So I think it's going to be Cleveland against uh, against the Ravens. I don't think I, I, I don't think they could meet. Uh, before the semifinals that they do. And then, of course, I could be wrong here, but I think there's your championship game. For some reason, that's what I think is going to happen. Okay, that's 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 in the AFC. NFC, uh, I got to go with number one. San Francisco has looked good all year, and it pains me. It pains me. You know what I'm going to say? Dallas Cowboys. Now I know what you're going to say. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas yep. Cowboys. Okay. Yep. Who do you think? Dallas. <laughs> you, you you think Dallas is going to win the NFC? Oh, I don't. I mean, I, really, I think it depends upon the 49ers health. I mean, Brock okay. Purdy, it starts with him. And then it's, okay. then it's Christian McCaffrey. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that injury. Not to say that it's anything significant, but you just never know. So you, you think it's going to be that? But who, who is it? It's Dallas and San Francisco? Or who do you think will be in the uh, championship game? Oh, the championship game? Oh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be probably Dallas and, the, and San Francisco. Um, it, it could be the Eagles. I think it depends upon the Eagles. You know, I, I don't think they're going to win that division, and that means that they're going to have to play on the road, and, and I don't think it fares well for the Eagles. Um, the other two teams that I'm, I'm a little bit seeing that they could do well is Detroit and the Rams. The Rams are coming on strong as of late. And, and and their championship team, we all know they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They got Sean McVay. I don't think he came back for nothing. So, I mean, they could maybe make a run and they could find themselves in the game. But again, if I were to look at it at this point, I would say it would be San Francisco and Dallas in the championship game. And then on the AFC side, Baltimore, to me, is the team to beat in the AFC but there's a lot of variables trip this weekend. If Buffalo wins over Miami, they become the two seed. If not, and Jacksonville and Pittsburgh win, Buffalo is completely out of the playoffs. So you want to talk about how tight of a, of a race that the AFC is. This is a tight one. So I know I feel that if Buffalo could be a deep push, if they could find their way somehow into the playoffs, but who knows, they could be completely out of the playoffs this, uh, after this week. So that's a possibility, but I'm going to say right now, 
you can't count out the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I know that they've been, you know, not good in the last month or so. They're finally turning the corner maybe again after last week. So I, but you know, you can't count them out. So I'm going to say it's probably going to be Baltimore and Kansas city or with an asterisk Buffalo, maybe in the championship game. All right. All right. That works. Uh, we'll be back for you after we find out who the combatants in the super bowl are and yeah. we'll uh, do our next step, which is our fantasy review lessons learned, that kind of thing. He's the hall of famer, Mike check. I am trip Rogers. We thank you for joining us questions and comments. Just email the fantasy sultans at gmail.com until next time. Let us remind you we got you to this point of the season you know why we got you to this point of the season because we're nice guys we want to help you we want you to be a winner we want you to know what it's like to be a fantasy sultan sort of kind of because we are the fantasy sultans and you are not